Hi, everyone, and welcome to the season three premiere of Wife Me Up. I'm your host, Megan Faulkner, and I am so excited about today. I could hardly sleep last night at the mere thought of this lunch. I cannot even believe that you are here still and here finally. I'm so glad to have you with me today. A few housekeeping items before we jump into today's episode, our launch. If you are on Apple Podcasts and wouldn't remind and wouldn't mind leaving a rating, a review, it would help so much. If you're on Spotify and wouldn't mind subscribing and following, that would be an incredible um, honor to have you do that. And no matter what platform you're listening on, if you felt generous and would share this particular show and season, I cannot even describe to you how much shares help podcasts. So while you're at it, it takes about three seconds of our lives to do this. If you do it for Wife Me Up, if you share for Wife Me Up, would you please do it for another one of your favorite podcast shows as well? I think it'll be so fun to get some other shares out there in the world as well. As we go into season three, remember... Wife Me Up is for the single person who wants to feel like they're part of the club. It's for the married person who has anyone single in their life. It's for the dating, the engaged, the enraged, and everyone in between. My hope is that this show provide a little humor, a lot of fun ideas, and ways that we can all be a little more connected to each other's stories. To not isolate or assume, but to engage and ask. To tell stories, to share ideas and to as often as possible, create things for others to enjoy. Because what actually is life if it's not shared? Let's share our lives and unstick what's not supposed to stick. If you have listened to the final episode of season two, you know that we're launching a season of being unstuck for season three. We've heard from some really incredible guests in season two who taught us about health and fun and hospitality, motherhood, music, dance, leadership, production, movement, suicide, literally all of the things, service, gut health, fitness, family, community, art, style, and fashion. And one common thread became apparent to me as I worked through these interviews. At one point in everyone's story, they were stuck. They didn't know what to do in their story and they couldn't figure it out alone. And I wrestled with that topic week after week after week in listening to these incredible women share their lives now and how they got there and where they are and what mattered. And I kept thinking about helping people get unstuck. So how do we move from stuck to unstuck? A lot of our guests share their tips and tricks for their specific stories and fields in this last season in season two, but what about the person who's stuck in something else? What about the person who's stuck in grief or heartache or a job that feels meaningless or hopelessness? What do we do then and how do we see hope in that situation and where is light and how do we move to it? Well, I've been working on a pretty huge project this summer on this exact topic. And I thought I'd start sharing some of it with you here, where Wife Me Up listeners can gain some practical hope through the stories of others. We're going to tell story after story after story of unstuck hope this season. Stuck. Being trapped by something. Unable to move. Not able to progress. I spent years stuck, stuck in a cycle, stuck in grief, stuck in hopelessness, stuck in a system, stuck in my head, just plain stuck. And it wasn't until a powerful encounter and an important decision that I got unstuck. 
and the unsticking, it was super messy. You know when you step on gum and it's still gummy, it's not hardened yet, so you try to get it off and then it sticks to the paper towel and then it sticks to your hand and then anything you touch after that? Well, my stuff got stickier while I was cleaning up the mess, but eventually all of the gum was off all of the things and I was no longer stuck. I had to remove things to get unstuck. I had to separate from things that weren't willing to participate in the really sticky unsticking, but it was totally worth it. And do you know what's on the other side of stuck? Freedom. Now, let me just be really clear here. We could be waiting on something, but that doesn't mean we're stuck. And every time that we're stuck doesn't mean that we're waiting well. Stuck is literally unable to move. When we're waiting, we can still move. We're just paused or perhaps even delayed a little bit. But when, but when we are waiting, we're still free to move around in it. But when we're stuck, we literally can't move. My desire for this season is to speak to those of you who feel like you're stuck. Maybe you even feel like quitting. Maybe you feel like throwing in the towel. It could be your marriage. You've tried and you've tried, but you don't feel like there's any way to get it back to the place that it should be. It might be you feel like quitting on a dream. You thought one day you could and you would, and now you just think there's no way. Maybe it's on a ministry that you felt like God wanted you to do, but no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't come through. Maybe it's on your kids. You don't want to throw them away, obviously, but you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and you just don't see any way that they're going to come back to Jesus or live in a way that's honorable to him. It could be an addiction that you've tried to overcome and you've prayed and you've fought and you've dedicated and rededicated and tried and tried again, but you just can't seem to put it behind you. It could be your prayer for someone else to come to the faith and the harder you pray, the farther they seem to get from God. For some of you, it might feel like you're just stuck in the cycle of life. You've done everything you can do to hang in there, and life just feels like too much. This is a season for someone who's tried and prayed and believed and feels like you've got nothing left. You're stuck. It's my prayer for you that God's word will speak to you this season as we hear story after story of hope from people who have been where you are. And as we remember some ancient wisdom this season that has gotten me out of my stuck and into freedom, it comes from the book of Hebrews chapter 10, where the author of Hebrews says this, so don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. We need to keep going. We need to keep trusting. We need to keep believing. We need to hang in there. We need to persevere so that when we've done the will of God, it says, we'll receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. In just a little while. I know that God is rarely early, but he is never late. In just a little while, he will come. I want to give you a resource from Angela Duckworth. She's someone who studied at Harvard and Oxford, and she went on and did research, and she asked this question, why do successful people succeed? And she and her team went and researched three different categories to find out why different people succeeded. They first went to a famous military academy, then they went to some very challenging schools, and then they went and studied world-class spelling bee champions. And they wanted to find out of those cadets who went to the military school, which ones succeeded and which ones dropped out first and why. 
And when they went to the challenging schools, they wanted to find out which teachers were successful and went the distance and which ones caved and quit before the end of the semester. And they went to look at fifth grade, brilliant little kids, the spell words with 197 letters, and they wanted to find out why they, when they were equally talented, some would rise to the top and some of them would cave under pressure. Why are some people successful and others aren't? Why are some people stuck and others operating in freedom? And what they discovered was this. It wasn't what they expected. It wasn't the IQ. It wasn't the intelligent quotient. Instead, it was actually the AQ, the adversity quotient. It wasn't just how smart they were, but it was how much they could overcome. Not the IQ, but the AQ. And Angela wrote this really helpful book called Grit. And in that book, she has this quote I love, and she says this, what is grit? Grit is passion and perseverance for the long term. And I like this. It's both passion, meaning I'm excited about it, but it's not just passion. It's perseverance. And it's not just perseverance for a short season, but it's perseverance for the long term. That we're not talking about perseverance for like a semester or a few weeks. We're talking about true perseverance. We're talking about serving Jesus when we have a chronic illness, when we're stuck. We're talking about showing back up when it's easier to walk away, when we feel stuck. We're talking about the virtue of perseverance, the virtue, should I say it, of being unstuck. I cannot wait for you to hear more stories of hope this season, but for today, Here's two questions I'll leave you considering. One, are you stuck or are you waiting? And two, do you have the grit it takes to get unstuck? I know you do. Tune in next week for a story that will bring you to tears and have you laughing in the very same breath. It is so beautifully redemptive. Let's live unstuck. Hey, and welcome to Megan Recommends, just a little segment where we share things that are making our world brighter and better in hopes that they will make your world brighter and better too. Today, I have a book recommendation for you. I talked about this in the show a little bit, um, but I'd love to recommend for everyone to get the book Grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, It's D-U-C-K-W-O-R-T-H, spelled just like it sounds. And the book is called Grit. I will link... um, Um, a a link to it in our show notes so you can get it easily. It's an incredible resource and 10 out of 10, definitely recommend reading Grit by Angela Duckworth.